when you are in this season where you are stewarding the weight and you're being challenged because I guarantee you, if you're in a waiting season, you're getting challenged in your mindset and your attitude. And those aren't always fun things to be refined in. I want you to ask yourself in this waiting season that you're stewarding right now, what is your thought life like? And then what is the belief structures that you have about where you're at? Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. In today's episode, I discuss what to do when it feels like everybody around you is succeeding, but you. I recently listened to a podcast by Jordan Lee Dooley, where she talked about what to do when you feel like everybody else around you is thriving and finding success and you're not. And I was so inspired by that podcast because number one, I completely related to that where I just so deeply identified with what it felt like to see other friends succeed and be super happy for them in that success. But then at the same time, feel frustrated that I was still in a waiting season where things weren't happening for me. And she, of course, gave some amazing strategies for how to deal with those sorts of seasons. But one of the things as I really prayed about it after I had listened to this podcast really surrounded around the question of how am I stewarding this season that I'm in, where I'm in the wait and I'm trying and I'm going through the things of trying things out and then second guessing myself and then trying a different route and then second guessing myself. Can anyone relate where you feel like, you know, there's something inside of you to pour out. You have ideas. If you're like me, you maybe have journals of ideas and you go to walk those things out and then something just doesn't feel right. So you start to backtrack. And then you start to second guess yourself and feel like, mm, I don't know if that's really the right thing. So then you go back to the drawing board and you brainstorm and you try to think, is this the right thing? You start to walk it out a little bit. Again, you find yourself in that same place of mm, that doesn't just feel like it's it. And then you say to yourself, well, I don't want to waste my time and my energy and my resources on something that's not the right thing. So I'm not going to walk it out because I don't have total peace about it. So I'm going to go back to square one again and start thinking and obsessing, obsessing and brainstorming. And that really just leads to a pattern of craziness. And I would know that because I've lived to that time and time again. Um, my current coach would probably laugh right now if she heard this, because this is kind of a mountain that we talk about regularly in my sessions. But I guess the one thing I can appreciate about this mountain, if there's anything to appreciate, which um, no matter what we go through, there's something that God can pull from it that he uses for our good and for our benefit. But what I would say for me from this mountain is if we had a conversation where you talked about how you struggle to find your purpose and you went around the mountain over and over again, I would be completely able to relate to you, have compassion and empathy and just completely get it. So if anything that challenges give us, it is definitely empathy and compassion for other people. Not that it feels like it's worth it in the moment. Like if you think of some of the hardest things you've been through, and I can think of some of the hardest things I've been through. There are sometimes 
deep, deep wounds where I feel like, mm, I don't know that that was worth it. I don't care what I pulled out of that lesson or, or what I pulled out of that trial. There's so much hurt and wounds attached to it. I don't know that it's worth it. So I'm not necessarily talking about like the deep, deep things of the heart where we're super wounded, but definitely when we go through challenges, it does offer us that vantage point of being able to relate to other people's pain and being able to offer hope and encouragement to other people, because eventually we will get around the mountain. We will move on to the next stage and phase of life. And we'll be able to look back and offer a hand to that person who is just behind us and offer them encouragement, guidance, advice, maybe our own blueprint, and they can pull something from that that works for them. But to go back to this thought of feeling like everyone else is succeeding, but you, and you're in this season that you know, you need to try to steward to the best of your ability. I think one of the things for me that comes to mind is just being in that place of choosing to find something to pull from this season. Yes. I know I just talked about, it gives you compassion. It gives you empathy, but what are the other lessons you can pull from this season that you're stewarding that you would rather be probably in a different season where things are working out and you're finding the success and you're seeing all the fruits of your labor. But for now in this season that you're in, what learning lessons and growth mindset can you pull from this season, this moment, this day that you're in? I know for me, I had a particularly challenging day yesterday. And as I was processing through how to really think about what had transpired this question came to me. Okay, Don, what can you pull from this? Can't change it. Can't do it. It is what it is. But what can you learn from it? And I came up with two scenarios. One lesson I'm still kind of fleshing through right now, but the second lesson was really just a release of caring what people thought about me. I had made a mistake, made an error in my work. And I was really just beating myself up over, see, this is why you shouldn't have taken this project on because you had felt like you should pull away, but you went ahead and took it anyway, because you didn't feel full release from it. And then you made this mistake. So on one side of it, I was feeling like, well, maybe this is a lesson in not taking things where you feel like you're kind of getting that phase of being released. But since I didn't have that full release yet, the second lesson I pulled from that is just letting go of perception and fear of judgment and criticism and being okay that other people might be angry at my mistake or frustrated with me. Where, whereas like maybe 10 years ago, I would have like had knots in my stomach. I would have like wanted to crawl in a hole. Uh, I would have just stressed myself out to the max. And while initially I was starting to stress myself out, I really had to pull back and say, okay, you can't undo anything that happened. You're just going to have to roll forward with it. And if they think that you made a bad decision or it wasn't the right thing or that you're not very good at what you do, like, oh, well, I could have literally done everything right in that transaction, that situation. And they could have thought that anyway. And so that's the lesson that I chose to learn from that really challenging situation. And so I just want to encourage you, like whatever season you're in, whatever challenge you might be facing right now, one of the things that you can do to steward the season you're in is just ask yourself, ask God, what can I learn from this? What lesson can I pull? I think sometimes it's really just a matter of leaving the pain behind, pulling, pulling the gold out of it and leaving the pain behind. It's like you choose what you're going to pull from the negative situations in your life. You don't have to pull the pain. You can acknowledge the pain. You can sit in the pain for a period of time. 
but eventually you have to get up and move on from the pain, but you don't have to leave everything about that in the past, especially if there's a lesson there, take the lesson with you, take the gold with you and leave the criticism and the self-doubt and the frustration and the things that are only going to weigh you down and keep you there. Leave those in the past. The second thing I want to say about stewarding a waiting season is helping other people succeed in their endeavors. And you might be thinking, well, that's kind of frustrating. Why would I want to help anybody else find success when I'm struggling to find success or I'm busy enough on my own, I'm trying to do my own thing. And all of those points are incredibly valid, but for an really a large amount of reasons, I would say when you help other people succeed, when you bring what you have to the table, your talents, your gifts and your abilities, and you help somebody else elevate and walk out the vision that God has given them. Number one, it puts you in close proximity with people who are movers and shakers and doing things. Two, it can inspire you and give you faith that, okay, if God did that for them, he can do that for me. And three, it's really about pouring out and giving to somebody else because not that you're doing it to plant a seed, but what you're doing is planting a seed that will reap a harvest for you later on down the road. And four, it is really fun and encouraging to help somebody else succeed and thrive. It really is. It can trigger feelings of frustration, but you can work through those and process through those and really focus on the end outcome and how it benefits the audience of the other person that you're helping and that person as well. And I'll give you a couple of examples. For instance, um, I am a social media marketer and a mentor for a girls youth mentorship program called Passport to Purpose. And I've been doing the social media marketing for, I think I'm in my fifth year with that now, I want to say in my fourth year as a mentor. And I have just seen this organization and the founder like grow and thrive over these years. And yes, it's not always been easy. And there's been frustrations in the journey. I'm sure she would raise her hand right now and say, yes, there has been, but I know my labor in that has not been in vain. And I know that I have sown seeds in that, that the girls that are mentored throughout the year will see a harvest from later down the road. I'll see a harvest from later down the road. I've grown my skill set in my social media marketing. There's a lot of good things that have come out of that. I've got to learn and kind of be behind the scenes to see what it looks like to grow a team. What does it look like to grow an organization? I also do the marketing and video work. My husband and I do for an organization called Hallelujah Auditions, which is kind of like a Christian version of American Idol. It's a Christian music competition. And in growing and helping that organization, there's a ton that I've learned there as well. So I share all of that to say that if you want to grow and thrive and build something, it really isn't always a diverted focus to help somebody else along, especially if you're kind of in a season where you're stuck and things just aren't moving forward. If you look around you at the other people that you're around or you want to be around and see what you can do to help them in the vision that God has given them. And I'm not saying in every scenario that you have to spread yourself thin and just help everybody else so that you have no time for yourself. That's completely not what I'm saying. But maybe while you are in your season of really pressing into God and finding out what he wants for you, maybe you do have some extra time to give and volunteer and help serve someone in some way. The other thing that you can do when you steward your season is allow the season that you're in where you're in that waiting to refine your character. And I know that kind of sounds like, uh, like, I don't like, don't really want to refine my character. Like this is refining my character. What do you mean? What I'm really trying to, to say is that when you are in this season where you are stewarding the weight, 
and you're being challenged because I guarantee you, if you're in a waiting season, you're getting challenged in your mindset and your attitude. And those aren't always fun things to be refined in. I want you to ask yourself in this waiting season that you're stewarding right now, what is your thought life like? And then what is the belief structures that you have about where you're at? I know for me, this has really kind of come to light in the past, I would say a couple of months where I realized I had some belief systems that I had carried from childhood that I was operating out of that I didn't even realize things that I had thought I had gotten healing from. Um, and while I had gotten healing from, I, in these last couple of months, God is like giving me another layer of healing. And then he's also brought to light memories from when I was younger that I did not realize although there had been healing from them that I had pulled belief systems out of them that I was operating from without really knowing it. I mean, I knew there was something wrong in the way I was thinking about it, but I didn't know how to change it. I didn't know why, um, you know, I was just powering through it. Cause I'm a very, very much like a tough analytical mental, um, gritty mindset type of person who it's like, I can power through, I can push through, but the direction that I've gone these last couple of months has really been evaluating, learning to live more from my heart than my head. And I had a lot of belief systems that had me stuck in my head and really afraid to live out of my heart. And maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you live all heart and no head. I don't, you know, I don't know where you're at, but for me, these belief systems that I had developed in childhood from negative things that had happened to me and not even really negative things that like, it's, you know, my parents fault because they did this or they did that. No, it's really, it could have been anything because I think, you know, the, the devil loves to find ways to use the things that happen to us in our life that are sometimes nobody's fault. They're just interactions. They're just things that happen to cause us to just begin to think about things in a way that will harm us later on down the road. So I'll just be totally transparent and tell you what, what this particular memory was that was pulled up in the last month that I had to go back and deal with. And it was when I was, I want to say I was like 14 years old. And I, you know, at that time there were these modeling agencies that would come to town. They would rent out conference rooms and, um, you kind of go through like a cattle call where you walk in front of like a set of judges or panelists or whatever. And then they would let you know whether or not you could move on to the next level. And you'd go to usually a bigger city where they would tell you that you'd be in front of agents and talent management to possibly get signed by an agency. And I remember this day where I had gone and they had said, you get to move on to go to Chicago, but it's going to cost you $400. So I went home and I gave the pamphlets to my mom and I was so excited. And I'm like, I get to go, you know, it's $400 and this and that. And she basically said, you know, we can't afford to do it. And I think it's probably a scam because if they really wanted you, if you were really going to be signed by somebody, they would pay you. And I remember just being really, really disappointed, um, really discouraged, frustrated, of course I got over it. You know, um, there's other ways to get into the industry other than that. And uh, my life actually ended up taking a completely different turn. So I didn't go that direction anyway. And I'm totally not saying, you know, this is my mom's fault. It was horrible. You know, it, it could have been anything that created a negative experience for me. Cause it's all in how we interpret things. Maybe, you know, on one side of the coin, I could have looked at that situation and just been, you know, it could have been the fuel to really move forward and try to break into the industry. But because I processed it, processed it in a different way, I processed it very negatively. What I learned from that experience in my mind, what I told myself with the, I feel like the seed the enemy planted in me from that experience was that there are good things out 
for you. There's good things in your future. There's, there's good things there, but they're just out of reach because you don't have the money to do them. So God is good. You know, he's got good things, but they're just out of reach for you. You know, there's other people that they see the, they see success and they see the fruit of their labor and good things happen for them that they actually get to walk out. But for you, no, they're just out of reach. And it's really because you don't have the money. So I've had a lot of negative belief systems about how I've been held back by a lack of money and resources throughout my life that I didn't even realize stemmed from this experience that I processed in a negative way. And I share that because when you're in a season of stewarding a waiting season, I think it's a really, really good time to start to evaluate what are our thought patterns like? What belief systems are we operating out of? What have we maybe healed from, but we need a better healing on? Or just ask God, like, is there anything in my current situation or my past that I just need some emotional or mental healing from? Is there a blind spot in my life? Is there a belief system that I that needs to be corrected? Waiting seasons are great for that because when you deal with those things in a waiting season, it's going to set you that much further ahead when you are in that season where things are going well and you are like heading straight towards your goals and dreams. You're not going to be held back by the things you could have been dealing with in your waiting season. The other thing to remember about a waiting season is that even though it feels incredibly unfair that maybe it's taken you five years, 10 years, you're still, maybe you're in your like late twenties or in your late thirties, late forties, late fifties, whatever. And it feels like things still aren't happening and you feel deeply frustrated. You can either look at the culmination of your life and what's happened so far and point out all of the things that didn't come to fruition that you work towards. Or you can look at the things that you did accomplish. Maybe you raised amazing children. Maybe you served and touched lives behind the scenes that you didn't even, that you don't even fully know of, that you don't even have, you know, the full testimony of your impact on those lives that you served behind the scenes. Maybe when your kids were young, you served in the nursery at church. Maybe you're helping out with your church's youth group. Maybe you served with your talents and abilities in such a way that you don't even fully recognize the impact of those things and how that's affected people. But ultimately you are building up for yourselves treasures in heaven where dot where, where moth and dust do not corrupt and where thieves don't break in and steal. And sometimes those thoughts aren't always the most comforting because we're like, yeah, that's well and good, but Hey, I just wish this would work out. But I think more importantly, it's about choosing to choosing to process things from a way that helps push us forward and gives us peace in the moment that we're in. If you look back at how everything didn't work out the way you wanted it to, and it just brings up frustration and anger and resentment towards God and just keeps you in a pattern of doubt. But if you choose to look back on your life and the things that have gone right, it does help you to process through in a way that's healthier to allow you to have an open heart to receive maybe what God's trying to pour into you now, but because you're so wrapped up in processing what's happened to you in such a negative way, you've kind of developed a hardness of heart and not that God can't penetrate through a hard heart. But I think ultimately the question you have to ask is how I'm viewing that serving me. That's a really good question is how I'm viewing what happened to me or how things haven't worked out serving me. 
or is it just keeping me bound in the past? And when we can really dive deep in that processing and choose to develop a perspective that is healthier or helps us to move forward and stay stuck in the past, I do believe it makes an impact on the season of waiting that you're in. Not that you have to be perfect or get it all right in order for God to open the doors for you. I know for the longest time I felt like, gosh, do I have to get it all perfect? Do I have to be this like perfectly um, refined person before you'll open the door for me, God? And, you know, I don't, again, I don't think that's who God is. I don't think he requires perfection out of us. And so I might not have the answer for you for like why things have unfolded so slowly when you wish they had unfolded so much faster and better. But what I do know is scripture says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And when we don't have the answers and we feel frustrated and discouraged, we can take those things to God and process with him through that. And even still, you might feel like, gosh, I've done that. I haven't got the answers. Maybe you can begin to ask different questions. You know, I've heard this phrase, the quality, it's not just the quality of our thoughts that affect our life. It's the quality of our questions as well. So if you're stuck in this, why, 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 and you're not getting anywhere, I would encourage you to ask another question, even ask God, like, God, what do you want me to ask you? I've been asking you this particular thing over and over and over again, and I'm not getting an answer. So what question do you want me to ask? And I have been quite surprised about when I do this, the kinds of questions that come to mind and the kind of answers I get. And sometimes I'll admit the answers are frustrating because I'm like, sometimes I've gotten like, I want you to know I love you. And I'm like, I know that like I grew up in the church, like I totally get you love me. Yay, let's move on to um, the blueprint for my life and what I'm supposed to do. Um, But in staying with God in those questions that I could care less about, or it's not that I could care less, but I'm just like, oh, I think I know them. In staying in and diving deep into those questions with him, he begins to bring other things and reveal other things to me that I need to deal with. And things that he wants in areas of my life where he wants to heal me or bring greater understanding or better understanding. So although sometimes those initial basic questions about life or basic answers that we feel like we already know, ultimately, I know that God works all things out for my good and for my benefit. And so I think I am going to, as cliche as this sounds, land the plane right here. And that is it for this first video podcast series. If you want to hear more content like this, you can go to my YouTube channel, Dawn Town, follow me on social media and go to my website. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth. Yeah,